Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets. Brought to you by Standard Bank. Moving forward. Hashtag Africa Connected. That's right. Africa Connected with Standard Bank gives you trusted insights into the endless potential of Africa's markets. We're sending Pan-African broadcaster Lee Kasumba to unpack doing business across the continent. This month, she's in Ghana following her journey on africaconnected.co.za. You can also follow her on social media, hashtag Africa Connected. Right now, though, let's find out what Lee is up to. The amazing Lee Kasumba. Good morning. You in Kumasi. And yeah, lots to talk about. Love that place, Ghana, by the way. And uh, we start off with the Shanti King in Kumasi, the custodian of all the land. The big question there is, you know, how does that affect doing business or even trying to acquire land in Kumasi and the greater Ashanti region, a region at least? Good morning. So, um, as you mentioned, rightfully so, the land is, the, the king is a custodian of all the land. So it's quite interesting here. Um, it's almost like everybody kind of has an understanding whether you're a big corporation or you're a private citizen that every single time you want to do big kind of projects, it has to go through the, the, the king and uh, through the king's administration, so to speak. So generally what happens if there's an international um, a company that wants to do work here, they go through government and then Ghana Tourism Authority, Tourism Authority, sorry, and then they speak to the king and just kind of let him know that it's going to happen. One of the biggest things that has been um, that's been a demonstration of this is the military hospital, which every time we try to get near it, nobody would allow us to. Um, but there were there are so many stories about it taking so long to complete simply because the correct protocol was not followed. So currently, that military hospital has been put on on hold, and they've only just recently restarted it. Um, and so that will be finishing around um, December. But as a private citizen, um, generally the people in the in Kumasi and who are in the Shanti region uh, uh, almost know that the land, even though you, you own the land that you live on, should the king or the monarch need the land, they do actually compensate. <laughs> and so they, they just kind of you know politely <laughs> ask you if they can have the land, whether it's because they want to preserve something in terms of their heritage or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then they speak to the people and allow them to do it. But the land issue is huge and it forms a big part of the wealth of, of the Ashanti kingdom. Yo, I think you should, whoever lives there should write a book about, you know, doing business <laughs> under those circumstances. It'd be rather fascinating. And that's the lovely thing about the continent, right? There's so many different nuances when it comes to doing business um, on the continent. Now, Kentek cloth is traditionally the cloth of kings, but it's now become part of the popular culture. And you had the unique experience, yes. I believe, you lucky fish, to go to the heart of where Kentek cloth is made. Any insights to share there? Yes, so we went to an area called uh, Bonware, which I hope I pronounced correctly. So we drove about for about 40 to 50 minutes out of town, um, basically the city center to get there. And when we got there, I was fascinated by so many things. Firstly, all of the weavers were men. All of them. Brilliant. And when I spoke to the head weaver who was there, he was pretty young. He was in his 20s. He basically said to me that, you know, it is quite strenuous on the body. Um, and so basically they were always concerned about whether it would affect um, the way it would affect a woman during childbirth. So the men generally take this on, which is quite interesting to find. Mm. Also, just to, to weave one, one scarf takes an entire day. That's if you're doing single weaving. But if you're doing double weaving, it can take up to three days. It's quite an intricate um, kind 
kind of, it's quite intricate in terms of its detail. Also, that particular workshop that we went to had been there since just after 1901. And the whole idea of weaving and, and kente fabric really started by two brothers. Um, you know, and the first kente fabric, we, no, we more often than not see it as being almost like an orange kind of gold color. But the first kente fabric was actually um, made in white. But then the colors were changed to represent the different um, people and to represent the, you know, the things that they love about the Ashanti kingdom. So the red, for example, represents the blood of the forefathers. The purple is more of the regal. The, the yellow slash gold is, represents the wealth of the kingdom and so forth. So they really have a lot of detail and that goes into it. And I was just so impressed that the, the young men knew everything about it. And then on the other side, we met a weaver um, who you could see he was a little bit weaker because he was quite old um, in comparison. He was about 85 years old, but he oh. also just seeing him and, and talking to him was just taking a picture um, back in time. So it was just an awesome experience. We look at Kente fabric and it seems like you can just get it over the counter. But the amount of work, the amount of detail and the passion, every single weaver, um, every single one of them could tell you a story about why this was so important, you know, and why yeah. it was a representation of them as a people. I love the pride. I love the detail. And the work ethic was, was beyond anything else. My heart was totally captured. Oh, my word. So this Kente cloth, uh, can we find it in South Africa? Um, I think it, it can be imported. Um, I'm sure there are people who bring it in yeah. and they sell it, you know. Um, but, it, it, I mean, now we know why. When you're yeah. outside of, of Ghana, it costs quite a lot. Um, yep. But I think it's because of the amount of time that it takes to, Indeed. to do. But it, it, within Ghana, yes, within Ghana, it's not that expensive. So I managed to steal or to buy quite a few pieces. <laughs> I'm quite excited. <laughs> and finally, road work. I mean, how does this impact on tourism? So basically, um, one of the things, firstly, that there was a large contingent of tourists that I saw because we did, yesterday we went to all the different um, landmarks of the Ashanti Kingdom, and yes. there were quite a large contingent of tourists um, from the Caribbean, from the UK, and from the states, you know. And as we we went to all the different areas, we kept almost bumping into them. But so the roadworks in 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 Kumasi are not that great, but it is something that the mayor is working on, the mayor of Kumasi. And what has happened is that they've made Kumasi a sister city with a city in China. So this is uh, is going to help with regard to the roadworks. It is quite a bumpy ride. Um, everywhere we went was rather bumpy, almost like a Ghanaian um, massage, if you get the joke. Mm. Um, mm. But <laughs> every bump was worth it. When we got to all the different treasures, whether it was the palace, um, you know, where just the artifacts and they were phenomenal, um, or whether it was the the the, the where the, the, the home of Kente Fabric was actually made and everything. So every bump was almost worth it. Um, so this is something that the Ghana, uh, Ghana Tourism Authority and the mayor of Kumasi is really working towards. And the mayor of Kumasi is actually quite the expert in tourism. So we're going to be having a conversation with him a little bit later on and then we'll be able to share just some of the work that they're doing to, to be able to do that. But the international tourists were mm. not, you know, they were not phased by it at all. They were happy to go to all the different areas and and we spoke to a few of them, and they said that, you know, as um, yeah. people from the Caribbean or from America, they really felt that this is where their roots were. So they went from Accra to Kumasi to mm. Cape Coast. I was really jealous. I wish we could get to go to Cape Coast, <laughs> but it's really it's a piece of heaven out here. Lika Sumba, always love listening to you, man. Thanks for that, Lika Sumba.
Thanks for that, Lee Kasumba in Kumasi in Ghana. And for more on these travels, go to africaconnected.co.za. Standard Bank calls Africa home and drives her growth. Combining their strong African presence with global capabilities, Standard Bank supports businesses that need a banking partner who knows Africa. Standard Bank has partnered with Cape Talk on Africa Connected to give you in-depth, first-hand insights into Africa's diverse markets and the innovative solutions that come out of this continent. Standard Bank, moving forward.